Hello and welcome to the Cadaver Lab, episode 20. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. Surprise! Yeah, we played a big joke on you guys. Just teasing. <laughs> nah, it happened last minute that uh, I could come in and, and we could record a quick episode. Yes. This isn't going to be as long or as uh, in-depth as maybe some of our other episodes. But we've got, I think, I think we've, we've got one of the best movies that we've seen in a long time to yep. talk about today. Yeah, we decided to, we're, we're still going to do sci-fi horror next week, yep. but uh, this week we're going to talk about, uh, we just we had an opportunity to see it, and so we thought it would be really good to go into it and just talk about it real quick. Yeah, it's fresh on our minds, and so let's do, we've, also we've been getting a lot of uh, voicemails and feedback, and we'd hate to have that back up too, so I guess we'll just go into there, but uh, do you want to talk about anything before we get going? You know, we did an episode last week about loving junk. Now yes. listen, me and Mike... We got so tired of saying balls and junk and everything else that we, after we got done, we're like, we can't say that anymore. And so we put a moratorium for this episode on the word balls, and we are now going to say giblets for the rest of the episode. Because the voicemails that we got, I guess, pertain to... A few of them. A couple of them do. ...to that topic. So we'll, just, just so everybody knows, so they're not just prepared that we're going to go off on... Uh, on that word. Well, I listened to the episode, or, or as I was editing it, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. We said ball, we, we talked about, we said a lot of different synonyms the of the testicles, and yeah, and so, they're going to be giblets today? Yeah, giblets. Do <laughs> you want to get right into it? Well, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's listen to some voicemail. Well, hello, Mike and Sam. Not a Mikey reporting in once more. I figured probably a better report in on here since, you know, I've been ultra super lazy on the forums. Uh, I'm sure I probably deserve a good tallywhacking. But no junk mutilation, which unfortunately was quite prominent in your recent episode. Well, well, I'm not going to really blame the movies because, you know, they do have their right spots in the horror culture. And granted, I have not actually seen any of them yet. I will say that I'm sure they're fine quality movies on their own. But at the same time, actually, why am I afraid of any junk mutilation? Now I think about it, it's like I said some time ago. My junk is doing nothing. So if they were mutilated, yeah, it'd be kind of painful. But would I really miss them? I don't know. Anyways, both doing a great job. Uh, Take it easy. And I will catch you later. First of all, I'm going to tell you something. Why are you afraid of junk mutilation? Listen, soon there will be a time where you're going to meet one of the most nice, beautiful watermelons in the world. And it's really easy to turn into something that your giblets might like. That's all I'm going to say. You know, it, it, you're not, don't worry about being scared of that. That's, that's all. Hey, Mike and Sam. It's Corey from the Midnight Podcast again. And I gotta say, as usual, episode 19 was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. And I was particularly thrilled that you reviewed Days of Darkness. Because uh, Brother D and I had been talking about them. He had reviewed it, and then I reviewed it. And uh, I was really surprised. I loved you guys' reaction to that movie, how much you actually hated it. Um, but, I mean, I agree with so much of what you had to say, though. Um you know, the, the porn actress, the ex-porn actress, was just downright annoying and unnecessary. And uh, I was always wondering why that guy decided to poke around at that zombie's junk when he was locked up with them. Uh, how did he decide, hey, I'm just going to start poking his zombie's wiener? I, I don't know why in the world that that came to him, but whatever. And I, I, I mean, overall, I had a really lukewarm reaction to the movie. Um, it wasn't great, but in the grand scheme of zombie movies, for an indie zombie film, this really wasn't that bad. Because, as, as you well know, there are some really, really terrible zombie movies out there. So, when you look at zombie movies as a whole, Days of Darkness, really, it's okay. So, just wanted to tell you guys, I had a great show. I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to many more. Thanks, guys. I will see you, hopefully, both on Left for Dead. Hey, Corey, uh, thanks for that voicemail, and i got to tell you, you know, I, I watched this movie, and I had the same question about why did you just like, go up 
Like you see somebody start poking around at their junk. <laughs> I actually was just away on business, and I decided to go to a colleague and do that same thing. <laughs> I'm now part of an, a- an HR investigation, but um, it uh, definitely takes people by surprise. So to all you listeners out there, I, pro- I-, I don't know if I'd recommend doing that or not. Listen. Um, haven't had a positive reaction. Listen, he asked so the question, far. why would you start poking a zombie in the junk? My reaction is, why not? <laughs> why the hell not? I'm seriously. Well, I'm going to. Well. I'm going to from now on. <laughs> yeah. So like I said last time, I learned that it just means, hey there, what's going on? You know, what's funny is uh, he was saying that it was, uh, but how many terrible zombie movies there are and whatnot. I'll tell you what, that uh, I cut out a part that we talked about. I edited it out just because it was kind of dumb and kind of lame. But I, I mentioned the fact that I wonder what Corey and Brother D would have to say about this. Mm-hmm. And I actually just, like I said, cut that out so it didn't make it to the show. Because those guys watch such shitty zombie <laughs> movies. I'm not kidding you. I remember. Uh, uh, I mean, they they grade them accordingly. I mean, it's not like they're it's not like they're saying they're so great or anything like that. But it's like I'm thinking. You know what? I have seen a few really shitty zombie movies, and yeah. this one. <laughs> I, it's hard for me to say that it's better than a lot of them, but it is. Well, and that's you're exactly right because the the one shitty zombie movie I saw uh-huh. was Zombie Nation. Oh yeah, and then you were telling me about Mulva the zombie ass kicker. Yes. Now see. Compared to that, this movie was pro- was probably lukewarm. I mean, I can right. definitely see that. But on the scale of what we were watching and had been watching as of late, the show is terrible. <laughs> anyway, thanks for calling in, Corey. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Vaughn. Uh, just finished listening to your uh, Love Your Junk episode. Very good. Um, a film, when, when you guys are talking about the whole, you know, penis decapitation ideals, um, a film that comes to mind with to me is a film called Cannibal Ferox which is a cannibal film, yes. And there's a great scene in this, in this, in this film where Giovanni Radis loses his cock via, 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 like, fucking axe. Actually, like a machete. Uh, the cannibals cut it off, they show it to everybody, and then they feed on it. They chew it up like a film, like an uncooked sausage. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. Maybe you guys could have done that film to the Days of Darkness. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That's, I think there's other films I'm trying to remember. That I've seen with co- where, where cock gobbling happens, not not the porno esque style, but where you know people are chewing on dick. It's just ugh. it's an interesting thing. Um, another thing with teeth is I, I like the film. I own it. I, I've seen it. I showed it to my girlfriend. She didn't mind it. A couple of the people I know seen it. They like it. Uh, and it's I don't know. I I like I'm pretty one of those guys that you don't like that says the film probably could have went in a darker route, instead of being so wackily goofy. I mean, especially the scene with the, with the, uh, you know, with the uh, vagologist, when he's sticking his fingers in there, and she chops him off, and he's screaming, Jonathan Donna! It's, it's, it's goofy. I just, I didn't find anything scary about that. I found it scary when they're both screaming, but then when he starts screaming, it's true! Ah! I was like, oh, come on, really? And I just kind of laughed at it. I was like, I know this is supposed to be funny, but that that's just goofy. It is. And, I, and they really, they could have, I mean, maybe because it's it's written by a man that you get this whole fact that it's written by a man, so it's kind of man's guilt for acting like a dick to many women that he's probably been around or probably dated over the years. You know, let's make up empowerment a woman. And, like, I didn't like the very, very end when she gets in the car and she becomes the vigilante. It's like, ugh, really? It's like, I mean, everything up to then, it was like, okay, it's not a bad film. It was worth the, it was worth the 15, 20 bucks that I spent on it. And then I was like, "Oh man, this is his last bit. Like, she could just cut off his, her, her brother's and her stepbrother's dick and just ended it that way. We didn't have to see her get in the car and with the creepy old dude and kind of give you that face like, oh, I'm going to cut his dick off. Yeah. You know, whatever. It was an, it's an okay flick. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much all I got. Check out Cannibal Ferox. If you guys want some more, uh, dick goblin. Uh, all right. See you. Vaughn, I really appreciate your honesty on this, and I, you know, you're exactly right. I do have one correction for you. She, I don't think that she went vigilante at the end of that movie. I'm pretty sure she went vagilante. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I see where he's coming from. I absolutely see where you're coming from. This movie could have gone so many different yeah. ways, and I think we talked about this last week that it definitely could have gone darker. But, but you know, they chose that route, and I think it's. I think it does. It's one of those movies that's so creative that really opens up an area where you could do other things with that subject mm-hmm. stemming from this movie. And one thing, 
when I when I watch a horror movie, I I don't know why, but I like to laugh at these things. I I do like the dark movies. Don't I mean you know the movies where there is, there's just no levity in it, or else it's mean spirited and something like that. Every once in a while, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I can sit down and watch a flick with with these kind of overtones and you know a horror movie and laugh, you know, I think that's right. one of my favorite kinds. Yeah, you know, uh, I think of, of horror movies overall just because. I don't know. That's just me, I guess. I don't no, know. I agree. I, I think the best ones are the ones you laugh at. That and it brings me. Except for Hellraiser, you know the Hellraiser one and two. Yeah, that didn't have any comedy really. No, and I, I mean, and I love those. So I don't want to say that. Oh, my favorite are horror comedies, but I do love a good horror. No, comedy. I think I think you have to be in different moods for different things. In fact, the no. movie we're going to talk about today, I really think you have to be in a, in a different mood. I right. watched a movie. Uh, called The Devil's Chair, uh, yeah. just as of lately. And this uh-huh. this movie, I would be interested to hear what people think about it because I watched this, and, and I didn't like this movie all that much. And it goes into, it's got this storyline of this guy whose girlfriend was supposedly killed. He goes into this uh, mental hospital, and then he gets released to this doctor who wants to study him. And and the, the movie goes into this storyline, and I'm thinking, this is so completely fake. And there is no way that this would happen. They kind of let this mental patient who's been in the mental hospital for four years kind of go around where his right. girlfriend supposedly died. And so then he becomes this hero, and this chair makes people disappear. Well, right in the middle of it, they freeze it, and the guy basically goes on this rant about how he's just screwed everybody in the theater, and mm. holy shit, horror people, do you want to be mind effed and all this kind of stuff. And then it goes in, it ends the movie, the last ten minutes is just him, what really happened not not this whole side story that had gone on. And so then there's ultra-violent, horrible parts, you know, for the last 10 or 15 minutes that kind of brought the movie back around where I hated the whole first, you know, hour long. Really? So, so but, I, you know, I kind of liked that movie, but I didn't like the movie. But, but I had to be in the right mood for that. And then you come across these funny ones where if it's just a right balance right. of funny and dark, I just think it works really well. And But there's sometimes where that shit doesn't work at all. Oh, Yes, and Vaughn, to talk about another uh, another thing that you mentioned in your voicemail, uh, you said that uh, Cannibal Ferox, by the way, that's a really disturbing movie, and uh, only something as disturbing as uh, the cock gobbling scene. I, I don't know, I, I, I don't like those cannibal movies very yeah. much. I mean, he's, anyway, he mentioned that there's a difference between cock gobbling, the good kind, and the bad kind. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was, and this is no lie, I was walking through Best Buy the other day, and there's a band called Goblin Cock. No. G-O-B-L-I-N Cock. Wow. I wonder if that has anything to do with this type of stuff. Goblin Cock. We'll have to follow up on that. That's disgusting. Well, what would you rather it be? Some, like, big goblin with a cock or somebody eating? Never mind. I don't even, I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Actually, I do. <laughs> I don't think it's that hard of a decision. No. Hey, what's up, chicken skin and shiitake? This is Bill calling from Arctic, Michigan. Uh, I just listened to the Love Your Junk episode. Really uncomfortable, but pretty good. Pretty good. I uh, completely agree with your review of uh, uh, Beyond Reanimator. And, uh, you know, it was it was right between, uh, I'd say, I'd say uh, Buy and, and Redbox. And uh, actually, that's how I came to own it. Not going to say anything about pirating DVDs or anything on here, but uh, anyway, yeah, it was it was worth the watch, and they actually had a pretty cool video that uh, "Move Your Dead Bones" um, by I don't know Doctor Reanimator, whatever the dude's name is. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, teeth. Okay, dude, how do you not know what it's about? Looking at the cover, you see this chick in a bathtub, and the title of the movie is called Teeth. Where do you think her teeth are gonna be? Hmm. Anyway, uh. Yeah, I was kind of afraid to rent this movie, um, just for the fact I didn't know which way it was gonna go, and just kind of just kind of left it alone. So, uh, but yeah, thanks for that review. I think I will check it out now, and I probably won't be watching it with my wife. It might be a little uncomfortable. Um, speaking of that, I remember when uh, Stephen King's Sleepwalkers hit the theaters. I went to see that with my mom. And uh, there was a very uncomfortable uh, uh, scene in there, to, especially to be with your mother. Um, yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, keep up the great show. I'm cracking up every time I listen to you guys. And uh, unfortunately, it gets me into a little bit of trouble at work when I'm trying to hide the fact that I got a little earbud and sticking in my ear and cord running down my shirt and pretend I'm not listening to anything. But uh, 
hey, that's all right. Um, I can deal with it. I just tell them, hey, you ought to listen to this, and you'll understand. Anyway, yeah, I'm rambling on. So keep it up. Later. Love your junk. So, Bill, I'm guessing you're a member of the Secret Service. Uh, we have a job where you can always put your arm up to your hand or your hand up to your ear and uh, pretend you're listening to something. Would you please put us down and start protecting the president? That's right. <laughs> please. You know, Bill, you should be a little bit nervous about watching this movie, Teeth, because I'll tell you what. Since I've watched this, I actually, if it's dark, I, I go around corners and, and my, uh, my giblets actually go around the corner first looking for teeth. <laughs> so we're both looking around the corner, and I'll tell you what, I... It's that's some scary. There's there's uh, probably three, four, five back and forth before I go anywhere near my wife. Like I just can't decide. Like shit. Now that I know, does that mean it's does that mean it's unlocked? He pulls out the caven hat with the light oh on it. Check gosh. everything out. Yeah. Jeez. Hey, I'm just gonna make sure the sheets are tucked in. <laughs> dude, dude. So you hadn't heard anything about this movie before you saw it? No, then. and I didn't see the cover either. I just popped the DVD in. And I, I started watching it, and so I, I didn't know what was going on. I mean, teeth, that could be anything. Right. I didn't know that it happened to be six little teeth in this little area. But, uh, you know, wh- like I said. How do you was, know there were six? Because you know, of that I saw image. The, oh, yeah. I saw the image on the <laughs> internet when I went it, looking yeah. for it. Right. But, uh, you know, it's it could, literally it could go anyway. But uh, I figured out pretty quick with the kids in the swimming pool what the right. hell was going on. And, yeah, sleepwalkers. <laughs> That was that was a freaking uncomfortable movie to watch by myself. Yeah, no at that part you're talking about, your mom's thinking, oh, a little bit of electric complex. That's just weird. Oh, <laughs> that is that is. Thanks for bringing that. Yeah, up. really. That's Jeez. something I want to think about. I would. Damn hey, it. you think I should have known that the the cover of the movie was going to be about vagina dentata? Well, you should know that if you go to a movie and you it's about sleepwalkers, that uh, you should know that that's about sleeping with your mom. <laughs> How? Right, that was How so possibly? <laughs> How would he possibly? That know didn't that? come out the right way. <laughs> well, I, do you want to try again? Or um, no? Okay. Hey, what's up, Sam and Mike? Uh, this is Troy. I'm a native of your hometown. Yes, that's Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, what more can we ask for? You've uh, mentioned a lot of times that uh, there's not a lot that happens here. You are so right. Uh, anyway, guys, I have to uh, mention a lot of things about your previous uh, podcast. I love the show, and uh, you guys make me laugh. I think I've had an incident on the toilet seat, like with the other guy that said that it protect your junk and everything. It's getting me out to death, too, at one time. This was some time ago. Anyway, um, uh, some more of your shows that you uh, mentioned that was the unconventional vampire. Uh, you left out Near Dark and The Hunger. Uh, those are pretty much non-traditional uh, vampire great ones that uh, left out. Um, also, uh, the latest uh, episode was great with uh, The Peace. That was a good movie. And... Um, but anyway, guys, um, have to congratulate that you you are both you fans, and that was such a great game. And um, two movies that I saw recently you have to put on your list that was pretty disturbing was the Poughkeepsie Tapes and Mum and Dad. Now, England has become more, what do you call it, the good at their uh, bringing out some good storylines, and so is Europe, and I don't know why America has to keep doing on remakes, but uh, they need to follow that suit and have some good stuff come out. But anyway, guys, uh, keep up the good work, and uh, I'll tell you more. So keep it scary and horror. Hey, Troy, thanks for that uh, that that voicemail. Really appreciate it. It's nice to hear there are other people. Someone here listens yeah. to us. But make no mistake, Troy, I am not a Ute fan. No, neither am I. In yeah. fact. In fact, we, I mean, you probably know what that means. Yeah. That means that even though we live in Salt Lake, every Saturday during the fall, we haul our balls, our giblets uh, down Damn. to Provo, and we watch the games down there. You're probably wondering why we're doing a horror movie podcast if that's the case. Well, don't worry about it. Okay? <laughs> that's it. Hey, listen. The other thing, I'm just intellectually honest. Now, it was good for everybody 
to vote for the Utes. Right. But that's all the love I'm given, is that that well, made it better for BYU. And the thing is, is I hate to admit it, but my heart, when they were playing Alabama, was not going for Alabama, but it sure as hell was not going for the Utes. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, and the thing is, is yeah, I mean, it's let's put it this way. It's good for the Mountain West. It's good for the state. You know, Do you know, all I saw during that victory what? was was a million dollars. That's all exactly. that meant to me was a million dollars for my program, yep. for my boys to stay warm during the winter <laughs> so they can get big and strong to kick the Utes' well, ass. Well, let's year. put it this way. Having a million dollars is going to help them live right on and off the field. Because okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's where magic happens, Troy. <laughs> listen, listen. Sorry to everyone who is outside of the state of Utah because they probably have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, just some, just some um, in-state rivalry stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now Troy knows what we're talking about. We bleed so. blue. We we appreciate the call though, and yeah. uh, and uh, and you know what? The thing about those movies, you know, Mike and I we put together a list of movies that we want to watch, and then we get a, we we have a topic that we do. So what we probably ought to do is is maybe mention other movies that fall within those categories, but we're only going to review the three movies. The, the problem is, is near dark. Especially Near Dark. I, I've seen both Near Dark and The Hunger, and I actually like them both. Uh, Near Dark especially. Did I mention that I like Near Dark? Yeah, I saw I, I, I just realized I said it like ten times up mine. But, uh, <laughs> no, listen. Here's, the, here's maybe what we want to do is Unconventional Vampires Part 2. You know, three years down the road, we don't want to have uh, exhausted the... You know the topic. That's right. I don't know. I mean, I guess we could still talk about well, them, but review them later. It's, but. it's the same thing with horror comedy. We could have listed a whole bunch oh, of yeah. movies and gone into a little depth about a bunch, but why not just focus on three and then be able to make another show that completely goes a different way? And one thing is too is I don't know every single horror movie out there. So if you guys know of another movie that fits into there, let us know because it's not like I only watch movies for the show. I mean, most of the movies I horror movies I watch anymore for the show, but. You know, I I wanna I wanna see every movie out there eventually. You know, see, I think Rise Blood Hunter would fit in that category too. Yeah, that was a weird. Yep. You know, Marilyn Manson without his makeup on as the bartender. I don't know if anybody knew that. But and that, the girl from weird. the Chipmunks upside down boobies. Is she on the Chipmunks? She was on. She was on like the Chipmunks with Jason Lee. With Jason Scott. Jason Lee. With really? uh, Earl, yeah. Lucy Liu was? No, no, no. Well, Lucy Liu was in there too. Oh, with the blonde. Oh, that's right. That's where she was. Yeah. Okay, I knew I recognized her. Yeah, there's nothing like a pair of UBs, upside down boobs. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> anyway, no, thanks for the call. That's yeah, thanks, cool. You're thanks, in Salt Troy. Lake. Yep. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll see you at Walmart or something, hanging around. Yeah. You wouldn't even recognize no. us. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey there, Mike and Sam. Steven here. And I just wanted to say, first off, how great it was to see you devote an entire episode to the cause. You talked a, a bit about exploding testicles and... You know, I just think we need to take a minute and to remember uh, the poor souls with a slow leak in their testicle. You know, we can't forget those guys as well. So, uh, you know, just keep them in mind. Now, Mike, I got to tell you, you made a remark and I've got to take issue with it. I've, I think I'm finally going to disagree with you on something. Uh, you said that Brutal Massacre was funny. And, dude... Now, I expect these kind of remarks from Sam because he doesn't know any better. No, I'm just kidding, man. You rule, Sam. I fucking love you, man. You rock. But I think uh, the phrase you used was you laughed your balls off. Now, I've seen Brutal Massacre, and I'm convinced that maybe you misplaced your balls earlier in the day. And then during the course of watching Brutal Massacre, you got kind of bored and decided, oh, I'll play with my balls. And it's like, whoa, they're not there. Maybe I laughed them off. Uh, that's the only explanation I can think of. So, but just in case I was wrong, I was like, well, you know, maybe, maybe I was just not in a good mood when I watched Brutal Massacre, you know, so maybe I'll try it again. So in order to make sure I was in a good mood, I let the uh, dog lick some maple syrup off my taint and uh, checked it out again. And yeah, still not funny, dude. I think my problem with this movie is with these improv movies, you know, these mockumentaries or whatever you want to call them, the characters have to be totally unaware of the fact that they are saying something funny. And it really seemed like the... Actors were straining, you know, they were putting, trying to put emphasis on what was supposed to be the funny lines. And 
it it just seems so unnatural after seeing stuff like you know of course spinal tap and a mighty wind and best in show you know the christopher guest movies where he puts together you know a cast of professional you know improv performers that can you know they're blissfully unaware of that everything they say is moronic. So I think that's really what killed the movie. One, the jokes weren't that funny and the actors who were not supposed to be acting were trying to sell these lines. So gotta disagree with you. I, mean, I still love you guys, but anyway, the rest of the show, uh, yeah, I got, I got no problem with the rest of the show, but that, that one really bothered me, dude. Uh, anyway, guys, of course, I can't wait to hear the next episode. You guys rock. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Be cool. First of all, don't you think it's obvious, Stephen, that I am much easily to, easy to entertain than you? <laughs> I don't think so. He talks about maple syrup and a taint. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> well, I mentioned how much I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. No, listen. Here is, here's my take on Brutal Massacre. You're right. I mean, it wa- it wasn't a freaking masterpiece, and it wasn't the funniest thing in the world. But I'll tell you, the one part where I laughed my giblets off—I don't like that word. I'd rather yeah. say balls. Don't say it. <laughs> but uh, um, okay, so at work, a you know, little backstory. At work, we kind of have this language where you know you you get the sexual harassment training, so you can't come out and say, "Yo, kiss my balls" or whatever. But I but one thing that made me laugh there is that, that uh, David Naughton played a guy who owned a movie company called LMB Productions <laughs> and it was for Lick My Balls and I mean Lick My Giblets and the thing is is that is something that I say every day except for it's the of Mike somebody will come up and say hey Mike we need you to do this or whatever I'm all, well who said it and they'll tell me I said, well, tell that lady to LMF and B's <laughs> you know and somebody, so that that's what was so funny about it but you know what I liked it a little more than you I'm sorry Maybe, well, you did talk down to us like you were our kids. Yeah, am I the retarded little brother? I get a pass just because I'm a dumbass and you don't (laughs) expect any more than me? Thanks, Dad. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't claim to be as wise as the great Stephen Thompson from JAFMP. We never have claimed that. Ever. No. And we never would. So when are you going to sit down with us and uh, watch movies with us? You know, he just put out an episode where he watches all the Dawn of the Dead, all the dot 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 of the deads with his like 12 or 13 year old son or something oh. yeah uh, when are you going to give us that kind of treatment dad when are you going to pay attention to us huh yeah, may- maybe we're acting out against you because we're you know liking that movie because we're jealous ever think of that no we appreciate it though we got an email from a young lady who likes the show and also was uh you know pretty enamored with sam's voice you know, brother. she however did not think that he sounded like Fozzie so much as a gentleman by the name of Brian Posehn. No. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I, she didn't say you look like him or act like him. She said you sound like Yeah, him. but when she's clitweedling, she's thinking that I look like that guy. Oh, all right. So you need to keep up the image so that... Oh, my gosh, by the way. <laughs> now, listen... This has spawned, we do appreciate that email, and this has spawned a great idea. And it, it's going to be as funny as hell to me. I don't know how Sam's going <laughs> to like it. But listen, here's what we're going to do. We are going to, I don't know, what prize? We, we, okay, let's say we have a con. We need to find a prize. What, first of all? A bracelet. Let's do a bracelet plus, you know what, I'll, we'll go buy. We'll I'll, get, I'll get a DVD. How about like a 50-pack of, of those, like a Mill Creek Entertainment thing? Yeah, that sounds, that let's sounds do that because yeah. yeah, those are pretty cheap and we're yeah. cheap asses. But for the next couple of weeks, we'll let's throw a let's throw an ending date of the end of February. Okay. No, that's too long. No, that's not too long. Maybe we should have thought this out before we decided to work it <laughs> hey, out. Let's just go and throw a bunch of ideas out there. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. So let's say let's say yeah. Uh, oh, let, let's what? do it this way till Friday the thirteenth, February thirteenth. I was going to say, why don't we just put it up on the website and people can, and so we know what we're going to do when we talk about it. But if we say February 13th, that's <laughs> Let's fine. just say February 13th. That's Friday the 13th. Call us in our voicemail line, which is 206-339-2730, or record yourself with your best impression of Sam. <laughs> and whoever wins this, <clears throat> we will give you a bracelet and uh, another price pack to be determined later, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so send that in. That should be a good time. Oh, man. There will be one rule, no getting a bunch of clips of Fozzie Bear and, uh, you know, cutting and pasting the little clips together to make it sound like you're talking. No, that won't work. No, it's got to be you doing it. 
I don't, you know what? I was about to try my hand at it. But oh, I, don't, I could see you. I, don't. I could see the squirrel running in your head. I, I decided Jeez. that I'm not going to do that. But uh, okay, so that's about all for uh, for our feedback this week. Because that is, a, I think that's going to be a fun contest <laughs> if we get anybody calling in with that. That's going to be awesome. Um, you I know, use those You'll probably, yeah, no doubt. You'll probably get points for saying things like clitwheeling or who is Doug junk, Bradley? Or, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Who's Doug Bradley? What's a 420? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That will be great. Um, and just so you know, we're going to base it on how much you sound like him, not how big of a dumbass you are. <laughs> just teasing Sam. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we will be back to discuss Repo the Genetic Opera. Welcome to Memphis, Tennessee, home of the blues, where young, beautiful women are coming up dead. The police have no clues, and the murder count is rising. Tim Seal, mild-mattered newspaper man, awakes morning after morning with blood on his hands as the crimes spiral out of control the police soon discover that when Tim Seal closes his eyes evil awakes Sleep Walker the podcast novella written and performed by Keith Latch Available on iTunes or directly at keithlatch.wordpress.com. Surgery, surgery, 
Alright, so we're back. That song was from actually from the the Repo the Genetic Opera soundtrack, which we're gonna play a couple of tunes this episode. That's some good stuff. Yeah, that you know, and the, and we just barely got done watching it too. Yeah. We yeah, so it's fresh on our minds and it's I I'm pretty stoked about the movie. Anyway, let's uh let's start by talking a little bit about it. It uh it actually came out in two thousand eight. Right now it's it stopped in Salt Lake last night with uh, the director, Daryl Lynn Boozman, doing a uh, Q and A. So it's still actually just running the, you know, like the the art house circuit, the you know things like that. It's not going to get a big release, a big uh, theatrical release, you know, at the Megaplex or whatever. It actually comes out on DVD in a week. So in uh, I think it's uh, the twentieth, January twentieth, yeah. it's going to get that uh, DVD release. Uh, it was written by Terrence Zdunik. Z D U N I C H. I always feel like a dumbass. If I need to work this out, you're not the dumbass. The dumbass is whatever country puts two consonants like that right next to each other. And then he played the he also played the uh, Terrence. We'll call him Terrence since that's his name, I guess. But uh, he play, he actually played the grave robber in this in this film in uh, Repo. And typically, if you look on his IMDb page, you'll notice that he's done a lot of stuff with the arts department and uh, you know some other uh, stage productions and whatnot. But has very few acting credits but he was also written by darren smith they did both the play and the screenplay did i mention that uh it was directed by darren lynn boozman uh the same fella who directed saw two three and four uh which by the way those don't hold a candle to this movie if you ask me no the imdb gave it a 6.6 and the budget was 8.5 million and this actually had a lot of name people in it people that i really that i recognize and i really like alex vega was played shy played shiloh wallace Oh, sorry, it was Alexa Vega. I'm one of her biggest fans. She was in... Oh, now I forgot, damn it. Spy Kids 3D. Spy Kids. Yes. And I only know that because you told me. I did. I, I told you better that. that I forgot about it. Yeah, so she's... I, I, you know, it's funny because uh, I was watching this with my wife the other day, and she, she was like, oh my gosh, that's a girl on, uh, on uh, Spy Kids. She's just a little kid. And Sam's sitting here thinking... I wonder if I'm going to be a pervert if I try to look at her naughty parts the whole time. <laughs> so we looked it up. Who said that? You said that. Oh, I didn't say that. You said something similar that. to that, whatever. <laughs> I don't even remember But she's that. 20 years old. Don't worry. Don't worry. Sam's okay. Uh, Paul Sorvino played Roddy Largo. Paul Sorvino, who we all owe a great debt to being the father of Mira Sorvino, a very beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention, uh, he's been in a lot of you know movies. Gangster movies. Gangster movies. He actually said that he was going to quit films to join the opera. And I can see why. Yeah, he's, he he's did, good. He did a good job. Um, Anthony Head played Nathan Wallace in The Repo Man, and we all love uh, Mr. Head. God, that's a weird name for being Giles on Buffy. Sarah Brightman played Blind Mag. Paris Hilton played Amber Sweet. And, you know, when I saw Paris Hilton was in this, I was, gonna, I was like, ugh. Yeah, she did a really good she job. Did, you know what? She plays a spoiled daughter of a rich, you know, businessman and she's spoiled and worthless you know she fit right in in that i was gonna say she played herself (laughs) exactly uh bill mosley played luigi largo who we all know was otis from uh, house of a thousand corpses and the devil's rejects and i don't care i love those movies i don't care what anybody says even sam and uh, a guy named nivik ogre played pavi largo lead singer skinny puppy and tarrant like i said terrence zdenich damn it somebody's gonna waste me anyway he plays a grave robber here is a quick synopsis. In the year two, 2056, the not-so-distant future, an epidemic of organ failures devastates the planet. Out of tragedy, a savior emerges, GeneCo, a biotech company that offers organ transplants for a price. Those who miss their payments are scheduled for repossession and hunted by uh, the villainous Repo Man. In a world where surgery addicts are hooked on painkilling drugs and murder is sanctioned by law, a sheltered young girl searches for the cure to her own rare disease, as well as information about her family's mysterious history. After being sucked into the haunting world of Co., she is unable to turn back, as all of her questions will be answered at the wild, widely anticipated spectacular event, the Genetic Opera. 
So what'd you think? I really like this show. Now, this is one of those movies where I didn't know anything going into it, and I, I go watch it, and we on this show are big fans of movies that, that make the, the little light bulb go off because it's a new idea. Right. I really like the new ideas. Right. The ones that made me think, holy cow, I could, wa- I could sit here and watch four or five hours of this yeah. just because it's a new thing. Yeah, it, the story was great. The story yeah. was, and actually the presentation was great as well. I mean, it was, it, they even had cutscenes of, you know, like comic strips. Storyboards. Like, Storyboards, like storyboard stuff like that. Stuff. And it kind of played out just like that. I mean, almost, almost, it's not, it's, I almost said almost like a Frank Miller type of deal, except for I just saw the spirit, which he put on, that was a piece of shit. <laughs> but no, it was, I mean, everything was kind of over the top. Everything, you know, was flashy and there was, I mean, you know, it's a musical. There was music going on the whole time, which by the way, I loved. Yeah, the music was good. The music was great. Well, so, so basically what happens is, is, is they, it starts with, with Shiloh, who is the daughter, and she is living with the, the repo man, but doesn't know it. She thinks he's a doctor. Well, come to find out, her mother was killed, and you find out different parts of how that happened throughout this movie, right? Um, which, which go into a storyline. And then it's just a matter of she's got this rare disease, and so there's this love triangle that, that goes on, and, and she's trying to find her way, but there's all this stuff going on around her. I don't want to give away too much. Just right. because I think everybody should go out and see this. But what it comes down to is I think what I like so much about the movie is that it took you so many different directions. It wasn't just a lineal, linear, we're going to go through this movie and there's just one storyline. Mm-hmm. There was just so many things going on with Roddy and with Shiloh and right. with, with Blind Mag right. and, and all these people and how they tie together. Well, and, and so oh, I, just, I just, you know, it just takes you on a – I wasn't bored. I couldn't believe that we watched a movie for an hour and 40 minutes right. and, and that it was, it was over. I mean, it just – it was so good. One of the main things about this film that I liked was the fact that there were, there were only a few characters that I did not like. Most of the characters were great. I mean, most of the characters had more going for them than main characters in other movies. You know, most of the, some of the side characters. There was I didn't really like some of the. I, I didn't like Bill Mosley in this very much. Oh, I I don't know. I see him as Otis, and as Otis, he's this in control. You know, whatever. And in this movie, he's like this bitchy little kind of uh, over the top, over dramatic kind of. That's just, I guess that's just the performance he gives. And, you know, for all I know, that's exactly what they wanted. I don't know why, but it just kind of made me dislike his character. Well, I think that's why. They, I think that's what they wanted, but he just for he was just kind of wasted. It's kind of like he's so, he's so good in House of a Thousand Corpses right. and in Devil's Rejects just because he's so villainous and depraved. But then he gets to this movie, and he really doesn't get to show that. Now, I don't know if everybody's saying all their parts. I know that, that Anthony Head did his. Um, I know that I assume that the, the Shiloh did her own, and I assume that I actually I, I assume that everybody did it except for there was one song that I didn't know whether or not Paris Hilton sang mm-hmm. was the one where she was up on the stage. You know, they all did a decent job. They all did a great job. None of them had uh, a lack of range in their voice, in, or at least it wasn't exploited. I did not think that Otis or Bill Mosley really could hold much of a tune. I mean, he sang, but it was just, it sounded more like bellowing and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, yeah, I don't talking, know. Talking, talking, singing right. parts. Compared to the rest of them, he, his performance was kind of a bummer. And I don't mean to bag on him because I, like I said, I love Otis. And, you know, he used Chop Top and... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. I love that character, too. This one, I did not like him in. But other than that, there was not much I didn't like about this mm-hmm. movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. There was gore. Yep. There was some of that in there. Um, not over the top on the nudity. The mammary count was a five. Right. So so there was good not not sex in nope. there or any of that. It's just it's a well-done storyline with some big names in it that, that ended up working. I mean, it worked. So why do you suppose that this worked over, say, the last musical you watched which was what sweeney todd <laughs> no you uh... <laughs> the last one i watched was freaking mama mia <laughs> me too now listen i i don't have to go into detail of why this is so much better than mama mia right because i looked down and i saw giblets yeah after let, watching this movie. Let, okay let, we're joking around but let's see what do you what do you think the difference i mean i i don't know if i've said this before on the show i was not a huge fan of sweeney todd yeah. i love johnny depp everyone mm-hmm. knows that i don't know if everyone knows that uh if you didn't know that sorry i didn't I didn't mean to sound all douchebaggy or anything like that. 
But I love Johnny Depp. I think he's a great actor. You know, I even don't mind any of the other characters in there. Sweeney Todd, I thought that the it was a dark atmosphere, which I liked. You know, the story was good. I just did the singing to me was lackluster. Well, the singing was lackluster. And there again, you've seen that story so many times. That's true. A jilted lover right. who has to come back and try and get his love back. And it's just... Yeah, but the thing is, is they did add a spin on it. I mean, in the... You know, in the time of uh, postmodernism, where basically there are no "quote unquote" unique ideas and everything builds on one, what if, I mean, that's a great story to say. Okay, well, first of all, he's a barber. I don't know how much that has to do with how good it was, but oh yeah, well, they kill people and then they and then you kill two birds with one stone. That there's no meat. They freaking serve meat pies to sell. Of the, you know, I think that's good. Listen, I, I think there's some creative things sure. to it, and I, I like those aspects of it. Uh-huh. But the basis of the movie is something I've seen before, right? And you're right, and and I think that's why it's like you kind of watch and you're like, I know how this is going to end. There's two ways this can end: either tragically, right, which I've seen before, sure, or it's going to go the way that everybody wants it to. And I've seen that before too, right? I mean, along the journey, you've got the meat pies, and there's some things to laugh at. But when you're talking about things working and not working, I really think that the reason why this just got me from the beginning and why it's so good mm-hmm. is that it was a unique idea. I mean, heart, repoing organs and it's illegal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they well, set the, the groundwork is, is for it. Oh, the, the idea that people get addicted to surgery and addicted to pain medication, that is not... That's not a completely new idea, but the spin they put on it mm-hmm. by financing mm-hmm. the the organs, and then that was great. And where they get the painkillers from? Oh yes, yes, I mean, yes. Just yeah, it was just all unique. Yes. It was all new. Um, one thing too is uh, I mentioned that Sarah Brightman was Blind Mag. You know, we mentioned. I don't know. She sang her own parts. She did. Did she really? Sarah Brightman, Blind Mag, was is a is first an opera singer, second. An actress in this. Oh. In fact, I pulled her up on YouTube today. I let me let me tell you. I watched this movie, and I became really interested to find out some of the backstory. So, I mean, I looked up Sarah Brightman, and I found this thing on YouTube where she was actually in the stage production of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera mm. for quite a while. She actually married Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, really? I don't know. I, mean, I I I don't know the full background. I don't know if they're still married or what. But I found this clip on YouTube where she sang a song from Phantom of the Opera with Antonio Banderas. Hmm. Now, it was very funny and interesting to watch Sarah Brightman sing a song with Puss in Boots. <laughs> I, you know, the thing is, is that's all I could hear was Puss you know, singing The Phantom of the Opera. I don't, I don't know, just you know, with, this, with his accent and whatnot. It was, it was kind of, I, I thought it was funny. But she did. I mean, she, that's what she is first. Well, and, and if we're... You know, now that I'm thinking about it, though, there was one ripoff part, and it was with her because she went into the house, and her she has these eyes that were implanted to help her see. Right. And all of a sudden, she flashed an image, a hologram, and I right. swear I was going to say, gonna say Wild Wild West. No, I was oh. going to say, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're the only hope." <laughs> It's like, shit, they ripped that off. Yeah. No, no, no. But it was cool how she did it. Yeah. And even the eyes and the pupils and how they kind of expanded and contracted while she was doing that. I mean, it, it just... Well, almost like a camera lens. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was cool. They, yeah. they did a really good job and on every And not to mention, they made her look creepy. I mean, yeah. when, with her eyes and the way they had her made up. You know, I bet this is going to be, uh, you know, another cult classic. Mm-hmm. You know, this, I know what you were going to say. What? Another Rocky Horror Picture Show. I was going to say, you know what the thing is, is... I mean, I don't want to admit this, but I'm going to. Uh-huh. I like that movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. Oh, my gosh. Tim Curry is so damn funny in that movie. Really? And the music's good. Uh, Do you have that in your library? Uh, you know, I might. Okay. I, I, I know I have it, Okay. but yeah, I might have to search around for it. All right. But uh, it's actually, it, it, it's not a horror movie. It's more of just a musical thing, but, you know, the, the music's great. I, I actually like it. I don't tell anyone. But uh, you just told like I'm just thousands teasing. of people. The, but the thing is, is I can see this being another one of those. You mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know if it's going to be or not because right. I wasn't around when Rocky Horror Picture Show came out in the in the first place. So I don't know what kind of reception it received when it came out in the beginning. I just know that every once in a while, if you drive around at midnight on some Friday nights, you'll see a bunch of uh, vampire transvestites out in front of the Tower <laughs> Theater. Well, let me tell you too. You know, we're we're talking about this movie, and if you have not seen it. 
I would recommend going out and getting it yeah. and, and watching it so you can be one of the first ones telling people, hey, listen, you got to check this show yeah. out. Instead of being on the tail end of like, you know, you're telling me now Rocky or Preacher Show is good. I've heard about it for years. I still haven't seen it. Right. And so now I'm just joining the masses. And not that I'm not, not that I'm a nonconformist and I believe in that and that's just cool and <laughs> right. all that kind of crap. Yeah. But it would be nice for you to be on the, the, the uh, early side of it just because it's, it's a great show. It's a great, and my point being is the, is the difference, my, the main difference I think between Sweeney Todd and this is they brought in real talent. Whereas Sweeney Todd brought in Johnny Depp, who is a great actor, but he just can't sing like these people can. Right. And I, I, the music was great. I, the characters were, uh, were great. Even the, the grave robber, who was the guy who wrote it, w- was a really interesting character to mm-hmm. me. He's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. My wife was actually saying that uh, some of the music in this reminded her of chess, which, uh, have you ever heard that song, um, Last Night in Bangkok? No, anyway, it's good. Some people, I'm sure, out there know have heard of it. I don't know. I got the album in the 80s. I don't. Oh, know I know what you want to yeah. talk about. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. So, and you know, the music was good. That I mean, that that's a great musical too. I mean, as far as musical goes, I guess. But I think I think that's the main difference is they brought in real talent. the The music was great. It was it was featured. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they didn't. It didn't seem like they. It seemed to me that it was restrained in. Sweeney Todd when Johnny did and, and I did not hate the Sweeney Todd right, don't get right, me wrong I right. didn't hate it I just enjoyed this one so much more right. and I mean and that's all I have to say I wish Johnny Depp was in it because you know, <laughs> I like Johnny Depp yeah but that, that, I mean that's all I'm saying well and I think the imagery was really good the yeah. colors were vibrant lots of red it's in the background you know you have black and white lots of gothic type yeah. people in it however there was there was some really good imagery in the way that they they, they created the stage and the mood um, I, I just think they, you know, when I think about it, they just did a really good job, yeah. all the way around. I agree. I would watch this. I would put this is a movie that I would put on in the background all the time. Well, because most of it's singing and, yeah. and all the music's good, right? I don't know if this is going to catch on, like you know, like I would, and I don't know how people are going to react to it, but. As far as I'm concerned, this was a good. This was a great show. Yeah, I, I mean, give this. I, I give this a bonsai. I give this a high buy uh-huh. only because Bill Mosley. I wish they would have done a different. I mean, even even the guy from Skinny Puppy had a couple of funny parts where mm-hmm. you know like, he'd oh. be like, "Yeah, he sounded like Luigi from uh, yeah. or uh, Mario from uh, Mario Brothers in it a couple of times." It all it's me, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that that was funny, and and like you were saying, I mean, I was kind of bummed that Paris Hilton was in it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. No, she I did a good she job. Did, she did a really good job. So yeah, I can overlook that that by Bill Mosley. I mean, I love his character Otis oh, in I those movies, it. but I can overlook it only because everything else was so good, and it they was. had to have someone play that part. And how much fun it was to just laugh at him. And every once in a while, you got a flash of that Otis character. Yeah, when it curl his lips and yeah. you get a little ticked off. Mm-hmm. And there's even a little extra right after the show ends right. where it sh- where he gets more into that character. Uh-huh. So I can overlook that to give it. A, I give it a bone saw. You know, one one thing that this movie had that was really refreshing is no balls. Yeah, no or, giblets. Or no giblets and no weenies. That's right. Not because, even close. No, 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 no. I don't know. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play a song from. You're gonna. You might think it's pants, but I, 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 I don't know how many Buffy fans we have out there. I am a Buffy. At, when it came out, I was. I watched it every single week. I would DVR it. My wife. It was something my wife and I watched, mm. and uh, they they did a musical episode in season six, episode seven. Am I a nerd? Because I know that. I can't really know that. Well, come on. I love Buffy. Wow. But they did a. They did an episode where all they did was sing. So. Uh, I'm going to put in a song where they, that's all they did. That's uh, basically all they did the whole episode. But I'm going to put in a song from that. It might sound a little weird. Okay. Well, let's do I've Got a Six Degrees and What Did I Learn. Okay, well, uh, well, let's do that after the song. Okay, all right. You're not ready for the world outside. You keep pretending, but you just can't hide. I know I said that I'd be standing. But I Your path's unbeaten And it's all uphill And you can meet it But you never will And I'm the reason That you're standing still But I I wish I could say the right words 
To lead you through this land Wish I could play the father And take you by the hand Wish I could stay But now I understand I am standing in the way The cries around you You don't hear at all Cause you know I'm here to take that call So you just lie there when you should be standing tall But I I wish I could lay your arms down And let you rest at last Wish I could slay your demons But now that time has passed Wish I could stay You're stalwart standing fast But I'm standing in the way I'm just standing in the way So my puss? A little bit, but you know what? If you like that kind of stuff, you like that kind of stuff. Listen. Because you make fun of me for liking Lost in 24, which started, by the way. I, it's I, not yeah. as strong as I some of the I others. I don't make but. fun of you. I just think Lost is the shittiest show in the world. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, and this is an off topic, I want to borrow those books. The uh, those ones. Sorry, You know what? You're going to have to buy the first one and go to the library. Okay. My sister-in-law has it in Arizona. All right. I'll freaking just get but that. But I have the other ones because they're awesome. Okay. Because well, we actually had else about Apocalypse him? Dan was on the forum saying that finally you guys get some cred. And I'm like, damn it, that was only Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. anyway, go ahead with your, uh, with your business. All right, okay, so my business. What did I learn? In the future, humans will be sock puppets. Yes, they will. That In a very disturbing scene. was awesome. Funny ass and disturbing. At the Should we tell time. them what that is? No, go watch yeah, it. Yeah, go watch go it because that's it. good stuff. The other thing I learned is it's hard to look cool when your face falls off. Yes. <laughs> I've heard of giving head, but never giving face. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know. know. I anyway, anyway, no, that's anyway. good stuff. Okay. okay, and then I heard he did a Six Degrees with Bill Mosley was in House of a Thousand Corpses with Rain Wilson, uh-huh. who was in The Office with Steve Carell. By the way, he's the only one in The Office that is worth anything. That's, I know. That's another I know. show I hate. Oh, I love that show. I'll kill you. So Steve Carell was in Bruce Almighty with Jim Carrey, who was in The Majestic with Bruce Campbell. Good job. Thanks, man. I did that, that on the That was quick. Fly. Yeah, we were, I saw you put it together. You know People, watching him put that together was magical. I saw the little tear in your eye. It was a little glistening there. Do you know what Do you know else when I teared up? What? Is in that, uh, you know that Buffy song we just played? <laughs> that was, Giles had to leave because Buffy was relying too much on him. And she wasn't growing as a person. And then Giles went back to the UK and I, okay, shut up. <laughs> wow. I wonder I if anybody it. else loves that show as much as you do. All right, we, come on, Buffy's, Buffyites out there. Come on. Holy. Help me out. Help me out here. Am I just dumb? I hope I'm I don't not. know. I haven't watched the only, them. The only other person that I ever watch these with or talk about with is my wife. Yeah. But I. But you know what? It had a long run. It did. And there Seven. were a lot of people on it. Never? So, I mean, I just haven't checked it out. Maybe, it, maybe it'd be one of those shows where I am up all night having to watch them because they're so awesome. Yeah, you should. I'll, I'll let you uh, borrow them. Speaking of which, you know one thing that I am just not getting enough of right, right now? Masters of Horror. Oh, yeah. They're pretty oh, good. Oh, my gosh. I cannot get enough of those. Uh-huh. I've been buying them from uh, just on Amazon because I can't. They're only an hour. Right. But I love them. I just watch Cigarette Burns. I have Jennifer and, and Fair, Fair-Haired Child or something there, like that. There's one that I don't like, and I can't remember what it's called. It's with Elliot. Uh, what's his name? Something Thomas. I don't know. Uh, it's called Something Chocolate. I can't remember. It oh, sucks. really? Yeah. I hate it. But other yeah. than that, I I was uh, I was kind of impressed in that, and I'm kind of bummed out because when it came over to Fear itself, you know, we started we talked about that in some of our really early shows. Oh yeah, they really started sucking. There was one or two really good episodes of Fear itself. Yeah, you told me that. For with instance, Doug Jones, uh, the Doug Jones yeah. episode. I was Skin only and looking Bones. for that. That's what got me looking, and then mm-hmm. I, I they're remember. on demand right now. Oh, they are. Yeah, you should check him out on demand. Uh, is it under uh, Fear Night? Fear Night, I think so. Uh-huh. Oh, I'll have to look so, at it. So, yeah, those. go check those out. Because I knew those got watered down, and I wasn't really interested in the most watered of them, down. Most kind. of them were lame. I, I, yeah. I, it bummed me out. Because I found, oh, dude, I have to throw this out there. On cigarette burns, and there's one thing that makes me cringe like nothing else on a horror movie, mm. and it's when people are scraping nails against cement, <laughs> oh, and yeah. they break all the way off up to your cuticle. Right. Uh, the first time I saw that was on The Hills Have Eyes 2, when oh, the yeah. girl was delivering, and the toenails came off. <laughs> 
on cigarette burns, it was the same thing. They did that with hand, with the fingernails, and I just, I that makes me hurt. I get a tingle all the way in my bum hole. What? All the way. <laughs> Freaking hurts. A tingle in your bum hole. Yeah, dude, all the way down my spine, down to my bum hole. Oh my gosh, that was one of the best things that I've heard all day. You know, we're actually recording in the afternoon, so I've got a lot of day left to enjoy Sam's tingling bungle. <laughs> I take that back. Yeah, I am leaving after this now. But uh, yeah, horrible stuff. Eesh. But anyways, uh, if anybody has recommendations on Masters of Horror, yeah. I've only watched probably five or six of them, but I, they are in my queue and yeah. coming like crazy. Sam, turn to the dark side, the Netflix. Only because it's free for two weeks, and then I have a blockbuster free for two weeks. After that, I'm shutting it down. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's all right. He can, he always just checks them out from the Cadaver Lab library. Okay, so you have most of them, so I don't yeah. even need to worry about it. Yep. Anyway, is there anything? I By the way, just, just and I really enjoyed that movie. In fact, I would watch it again right now, even though we got done. I yeah. got. In fact, I've uh, it's the middle of the day. i got to get some work done later on. I might throw it on just for the music, or else yeah. I might turn the freaking soundtrack on, since I just got that one, too. Yeah. But either way. No, I, I don't have anything else. Just right. uh, Well, then let's put in a death scene right here. Okay. It's not your fault. Had nothing to do And that one was actually given to us by Rotten138, a.k.a. Corey on the forums. We appreciate it. Remember how we were going to play both of them in one episode? Oh, yeah. And then, then I got lazy and decided to save it. I think we actually have one more from Florida Possum oh, cool. for even next episode for okay. the sci-fi horror episode, which was supposed to be this week. But thankfully, we got this one in at all. Yeah, this is good. And then next week, we'll do uh, the, the sci-fi and uh, we'll have some time to watch it. So, did we tell them what movies we're doing for that? Um, no, I don't think we have yet. We got Galaxy of Terror, no. then we have Event Horizon, and then we uh, are going to finish off finish that one off with Alien. I think that's going to be a good show. Mm-hmm. All solid. Well, I haven't seen Galaxy of Hor- Terror yet. Yeah. Uh, but the other two are definitely solid. So we'll yep. we'll talk about those next time. Uh, anyways, everybody, get up and visit cadaverlab.com and join the forums. We are having a good time up there. There's a lot of uh, I'll just say weird comments on there. <laughs> They're fun. Sam gets on there from time to time and drops some bombs on the rest of us. Yep. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us by email, you can either go to cadaverlab.com and use the form there or email us at feedback at cadaverlab.com or mike at cadaverlab.com or sam at cadaverlab.com. You could also send us a voicemail, 206-339-2730. Voicemail, again, 206-339-2730. Unless your name is Stephen Thompson. And then you're going to send us some sweet action MP3 telling us how dumb we are? That would be great. Yeah, so uh, go ahead and imitate me on those until oh, Friday oh, the yeah. 13th. I forgot about that. We've got to do that, people. Don't let us down. Let's get some uh, Let's get some impressions of Sam. <laughs> I almost tried it again. I did. Mine's going to be terrible. Let's hear it. Cause no, I- I'm going to be, I'm gonna work on it. All I'm right. going to work on it. I'm going to listen to the podcast and get every, every little... Um, I don't think there's any it, way I could even imitate you. I couldn't. I can't do it. Well, I, that's what that's what I'm thinking too. But I don't know. Someone's just gonna call it and just be like, "I'm a big dumbass." <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Anyway, so from the Cadaver Lab, we will see you later.
You want the world for nothing. Commence your groveling. Rotti, your king is dying. Even Rotti Largo cannot prevent this passing. Who will inherit Jinko or keep those vultures guessing? You never should have left me. I would have given you the world. It's been difficult to see you after what you put me through. You forced my hand and made me do. Well, it looks like I'll be joining you. It seems a man who cured the globe cannot stop his own extinction. But I can go out with a bang! <laughs> 